What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 131 Podcast. Today is episode 36, and Acorn Hockey is back in the flesh. So many games, 116 days of consecutive hockey. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Hockey is finally fucking back. We've had two days of hockey, some really good games. We've had some really, really bad games. You know who you are. Uh, we've seen some uh, some hat tricks. We've seen some uh, first uh, first game played for rookies. Some uh, some succeeded in their first game. Some didn't. Let's get into it. Yeah, so I figure we just kind of go east and then into the west division. So we'll start off with that Pittsburgh and Philly uh, two games because that was the first game on. First game, Joel Farabee puts up four points. And then in the second game, Travis Konechny has a hat trick. Uh, yeah, you you can just see just from watching the two games so far, there's a, a diff. These This is different. It's always been Pittsburgh over Philly. Now it's Philly over Pittsburgh. It sucks seeing Crosby and Malkin um, kind of be on – they're, they're not a good team, but I don't think they're – they're not bad. They're kind of in that gray area where they're not going to make a run. But man, Flyers look good. I think uh, that's my uh, that's my pick to win the cup this year. Uh, could see uh, Carter Hart, maybe a possible uh, Vesna. Easily dark horse pick for the Vesna this year. But uh, Sidney Crosby still doing Sidney Crosby things with that highlight reel goal. Not even a highlight reel, but just like yeah, that's just like that's old news to him. Yeah, his hand eye is insane. Best in my opinion. Probably him and Kane have are the best two players in the league on their backhands. Oh, I think I think Sidney might. I think Sid's got a better backhanded shot than Kane. But Jesus Christ, dude, he Crosby's still Crosby. Um, remember there were some polls up saying is Crosby gonna fall off this year? No, I think he's already got three points in two games. Yeah, of course not. But I have a question for you for you right now. Do you think the the Penguins are kind of like shaking their head, like scratching their head? Oh man, like we let Matt Murray go. Tristan Jerry's the starter. Yes, um, I did see. I did see th- uh, things surfacing last night. Possibility of them going out to try to get Mark Andre Fleury back. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea because I know Vegas. Because we've talked about Vegas as possible, yeah. like shopping him that and they could easily replace him with a much cheaper backup and put some uh capitally for the knights to possibly make a trade at the deadline for a piece they might need on the back end or up front yeah and we we kind of know already that they want to run with leonard as their starter anyways but um yep. another thing we should talk about is jake Vorchek going off on that beat reporter <laughs> That was so funny, dude. Jake Voracek's Twitter. If if anyone doesn't follow him, please follow him because he will. He's not verified, which is kind of weird, but he will go after people that like say anything about him. He's pretty fucking funny, and that was that that was classic. Um, the the best part was Travis Konechny next to him trying not to laugh hysterically when he he was just like this, hit his hand over his face. He's like, "You're a fucking weasel. You're gonna write." He's like, "You're gonna write fucking shit anyway." So. And then that guy was getting absolutely obliterated on Twitter last night. It was so funny. Oh, of course. Like, I was reading something last night. Like, these, like, Philly beat reporters, like, they'll do anything to stand out, like, amongst each other. And honestly, like, I don't blame Jake. Like, he's going to get fined for it, but I don't blame him. Like, 
No, this guy's what, got a ton of money in his career. He doesn't give a shit. He's, yeah, and, and I've looked up like what this guy has been like, why he popped off on this guy, and it's pretty much like this guy is like questioning like Jake's like leadership, him and Giroux's leadership during the bubble last season. Yep, and this guy is I think had a history with guys like Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, Scotty Upshaw, Joffrey Lupul, Chris Pronger, um, Sean probably Sean Couturier, but I know he had issues back in the day with like like. Uh, when Carcillo was there, who else? Uh, Kimo Timonen, like all these old school flyers. Yeah. So this guy's got a, a history. Yeah. I, I've, I, he's been around for a while. I, I did see that he's been around since the Carter Richards era, but uh, this kind of like brings me to my next point. Like you remember the, the torts and Larry Brooks going yeah, back and forth. <laughs> he's like, you're probably, you probably got beat up at the bus stop, Brooksy. And then the <laughs> best one is, uh, I think it was Dan Boyle's last yeah. game as a Ranger, and he's like, "Get the he's like, get the fuck out of here. No one likes you. We're like, get out." And like, had security take him out of the locker room. He's like, "Everyone in this room doesn't respect you." He's a piece of shit, and that guy sucks too. Report like for the most part, I feel like reporters are pretty good. Like, yeah, um, uh, like there's always I feel like there's always the one in a city like Joe Haggerty's the one in Boston that everyone fucking hates. This idiot's the one in uh, Philly, uh, Brooks in New York. And then uh, I feel like there's another douchebag that's like come like no one around the league. I'm trying to think of his name. I think it's um it's someone in Toronto. Oh, it's the dude who oh, broke yeah, it's the, the it's the dude who broke the Matthews COVID thing. Um, speaking of the Rangers, let's move on to them. Alexi Lafreniere makes his debut. It was a quiet debut for him. He yeah. spent a, spent a little bit of time in the box, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, the Islanders are a better team. Let's be real here. There's a reason why they look where the Rangers finished last year, especially in the bubble, and look where the Islanders finished. I mean, Barzell came in, didn't look like he missed a beat. Lafreniere looked – I mean, he's he, he looked good. He, I like the way he plays. I, I totally misjudged him. I did not think he was as physical, like – but he, he plays re- really hard. And that's something I noticed in, like, just from the camp uh, – some of the videos from their training camp. He smoked some dude. I think I was thinking that video, remember? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he. I mean, regardless of not getting the the score sheet, I mean, he he didn't play bad. I, he's he's his time's gonna come. I mean, I just didn't like that he was on the third line. That made yeah. no sense to me. I was gonna ask you. I was I was gonna say like, do you think he's gonna excel on a third line role? No, no, he should be playing with either Zabinijad or Panarin, with the, with the both of them. Yeah. I, I... I don't understand what's going on there, but or Chris or Chris. I mean, yeah, I don't think you could play on a line with Chris Kreider. It'd be kind of weird with two lefties as with the wingers. But, yeah, but um, from what I've seen in that Rangers game, it, it really looked like Lafreniere was the one who really wanted to play. Like he was making plays. Like it, I, I yeah. felt like when he was on the ice and he had the puck, I felt like yeah. I was just watching a World Junior game because he was just going around guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the Rangers, I did read something today. I think there's some issues with uh, Anthony D'Angelo. I know he's not going to be playing tonight. Yep. I think he got, he's getting yep. healthy scratched. He's got some issues with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, that if, I think he's is. I don't even want to get into it, but yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. But uh, I mean, the Rangers, like you know, I still don't think they're. Yeah, they're better than they were last year, but I still don't think they're going to be a contender. They're still. They're still pieces away. I just don't think that defense core is good enough. Um, they have some. They have some ridiculous talent up front, um, and they have a lot of guys in the pipeline coming. But then they got this prized goalie that could win Rookie of the Year. I still don't think the Rangers are anywhere near being like a contender. 
Yeah, contender might be out of the question. I think I still think they can make the playoffs at some point. But let's move north of the uh, inner city teams up to Buffalo. Taylor Hall making his debut with Buffalo. He had three points in two games, and he seems to be meshing well with Jack Eichel. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure uh, how this was going to start out because, like, I mean, he's played with McDavid as well when McDavid was coming up. So he's played with arguably two of, my opinion, what top ten best players on the on the planet, top five mm-hmm. maybe. Um, he, I mean, Hall is a great player. He won an MVP for a reason. Uh, but yeah, he uh, some of the plays like him, him Reinhardt, him him Reinhardt, Eichel, and Olsen, I think, are all deadly, especially when they're on the power play together. Uh, but yeah, some. I mean, Hall plays hard. He goes. I don't think Hall gets enough credit. Like he, he goes to the dirty areas. Like he drives the net hard a lot. And that I think has why he's, you know, suffered some injuries over his career, but I mean, so far so good with them. I mean, they've lost both games, but I don't think Eichel or Hall are the reason why they lost. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised that their goalie situation isn't as bad as I think it would be. No, you know, uh, Linus Allmark, he got the start in the second game and they, they only lost two to one. Um, fact, the only reason why I know that is because I have Linus Allmark in fantasy. So yeah. <laughs> it gives me a reason to actually watch the Sabres. But um, I think they could make some noise, honestly. But a team that I like might make some noise this season is the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, they looked really good last night, played really gritty. Um, a lot of contributions throughout the lineup. You saw guys like Brady Kachuk on the score, uh, score sheet, Austin Watson, Thomas Shabbat, uh, Derek Stepan scored his first goal. Uh, your boy, your boy, Drake, made a nice pass to uh, Shabbat. He had two on that. points. I know. He did not, he, that pass he gave to Shabbat for that one time really, really good. Um I mean, it was the first game of the season. I, I, I Those uh, those Senators jerseys look so cool. I, I'm – I love them. I, I want one, but obviously not going to buy one. But yeah, they looked good. They played hard. I mean, they got, if you look at the time of possession, they got outplayed heavily in that. And that's going to happen with them. But, oh, yeah. So, I mean, the tr- Maple Leafs are one, one, one and one. I mean, they, you can clearly see what the issue is for their team. It's still defense. It's always going to be that. I don't think you, I mean, it's the Leafs. Yeah, they, until, until until they prove something in the playoffs, they're the Leafs. I I just I can't. <laughs> uh, you can't at this point. You can't even say like you can't even make an argument because we've heard this so many years. Like oh, things are gonna be different. First round exit. Until yeah, they get the past that, you ain't changing my mind. I don't care who you get. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of speaking some uh, like twenty like two thousand nine to like two thousand fifteen. Washington Capitals can't yep. ever ever make it past the second round. Yep, basically the Bruce Boudreaux caps. Uh, I mean, I think the best player so far that I've seen like throughout the two the two games in consistency is Tavares and Nylander have been their two best players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marner and Marner and Matthews didn't have a great game last night. Um, Freddie, I mean Freddie, I think Freddie's the reason why they won against Montreal. I don't yep. think any any of those goals between those th- that game like those were like. Josh Anderson's two goals were really nice. Um, that that Suzuki goal was really weird. Like hit the post and he he goal lined him. But I mean, I don't. I, Anderson lost sight of the puck. I think that's the only reason why it went in. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's kind of transition over to Montreal. Um, Josh Anderson gets his two goals in his first game with Montreal. Man, does he look good 
with them. I think I think they won. I mean, we'll see at the end of the season. But if if I was a betting guy, I think they won that trade. I think he, him, and Toffoli are both really good right-handed pieces for their team as in regards to depth and some grit, especially with Anderson and toughness. And then you have Toffoli with a lot of playoff experience with those King those Kings Cups. Um, I did say I think I said this a couple episodes back that I really don't like this Habs team, but I I think I'm. I, I've been thinking about it. They're actually pretty good. They're playing the Oilers tonight. I'm kind of nervous about that one. Yeah. Uh, Price, Price Price made some sick saves in that game. Yeah. His pa- I love I love his pads. His pads look sick. The red all red. Mm-hmm. And wow. I think uh, a guy's name who's kind of jumped out is Alexander Romanov, the defenseman. Yeah, he made he like the typical Russian stretch passer up the middle. I don't know what's what it is with Russians, but they're phenomenal at hitting guys in that like little soft spot to go in on breakaways. Yeah. So you talked about guys, you know, not gelling well with torts. Um, we just talked about the Josh Anderson trade. So Max Domi going over to Columbus. Yeah. Uh, and, and you and I know we've talked that you might like I don't see you don't think that Domi will get along with torts. Uh, he said comments that he actually said it's the best environment I've ever been around. I don't know. I feel like there's a reason Max Domi has been traded two times in his career already. Yeah. So I know him and Claude didn't see eye to eye. I don't know. I mean, Claude, I think Claude's never really handled superstar, like skilled players well. I mean, I think Bergeron is different the way he plays. But if you like star players didn't seem to like succeed within Claude's style. And I think you saw that when Claude left the bubble and Kirk Muller took over. Domi seemed more comfortable. He got taken off that fourth line and put on the first line and actually was productive. Um, but Pierre Luc Dubois, uh, once out of Columbus, um, he's made. I mean, Tortorella has publicly said it. Uh, he got the he got the contract. I don't think money's the thing. He just doesn't gel with Torts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that Nick Kiprios, who's pretty tapped in, uh, former uh, employee of Sportsnet and has been around the league forever, uh, was saying that he wants to go to Montreal. And I think the pieces in that in it's there is definitely some like some there, where there's smoke, there's fire, there's something to it. And I know that Suzuki and Romanov might be the pieces that go back to Columbus if this trade is done. If I'm Montreal, I would try my hardest to probably try Kotka Niemi over Suzuki. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is like he'd probably be their top. He'd be their number one center. Yeah, because I think Kotka Niemi is their number one center, which is not a number one center. It's not ideal for them. No, nope. Um, it's kind of weird. I mean, he, he, he played really hard last night and just looking over like some of the, uh, like over Twitter, people that are blue check marks saying like Dubois is giving his all still busting his ass. So, I mean, the guy isn't like dogging it and like giving him, you know, like asking for to be healthy scratch in that aspect. I think he's kind of handling it professionally, even though it's kind of like an unprofessional situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But let's talk about Keith Yandel song. So, so this, so one of the Florida, uh, one of the guys that's probably he's probably the most well-known Florida Panthers beat writer, did tweet something last week saying Keith Yandel was in the second group skating at training camp where, um, it was basically like the taxi squad guys that probably aren't going to make the team, and which is really weird because Yandel has been. I mean, look at his career. So what you want? He's a offensive defenseman he does take some risks but he's pretty consistent he was an all-star two years ago i mean he had 
he had a, he's productive in the bubble. Like he 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 runs that power play. But I I they're saying that they're giving it to Ekblad, and that's where Yandel shines the power play. Um, it looks like his 860, 800, yeah, 866 games played streak's going to come to an end due to a healthy scratch. Yeah, well, something was out publicly that, like, the Florida Panthers were, they were open about, like, just Yandel not fitting in, like, with, yeah, I'd have to go back and check it out, but, like, pretty much they were just open about, it, like, we don't have any plans with him, like, in the future. Just really weird because, I mean, from the hockey community, he seems like a player that's very well respected. The guy he got last year took a, uh, I forget, I think it was in Chicago, the uh, guy on the Hawks went to dump the puck and hit him right in the face, broke his jaw, lost a bunch of teeth, still played that game, got emergency like surgery on his mouth to keep his streak alive and played the next day, and then was playing with a broken jaw for like, there was like six or seven weeks. That's insane, dude. So, I mean, this sucks. Like, I, I mean, Boston guy, um, I mean, he's – if if I'm the Bruins, why aren't you on the phone right now trying to get him? Because he – say what you want. That's basically replacing Tory Krug and the statistics. I know he's a little bit older, but still, like, what, you need D-depth, especially on the left-hand side. Like, they can easily make a trade with a forward, maybe send someone like, I don't know, Anders Bjork, John Moore. They have the pieces to make this deal happen, and I bet you Florida would eat some cap, or the Philadelphia Flyers make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Keith D'Angelo's cap hit off the top of my head. I know it's probably somewhere in the ballpark of like five. It's in the five. I think it's five nine. So it's, I don't know if Boston has the space for it. If right you now. If, if if the Panthers ate some money and the Bruins sent back money, it could work. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So. I I'm actually it's just really fucked up if that's how if like it's the fourth longest Iron Man streak in history. That's crazy, dude. I know. So he's played ten straight years without ten straight years, I think, or nine straight years, no missed games. So that like think about that. That's a shitload. That dude, that's crazy. But let's talk about a shit show. Bobrovsky's not going to make the start for game one 10 million dollar player this this has the second he's been there he has not this hasn't worked thankfully the panthers have spencer knight and devin levi in their pipeline coming and you have roberto luongo kind of overseeing that and that's probably one of the best people you want in your goaltender development program for an organization but still like i know they have was it drieger he, yeah, he's drager. good drager and his backup role was pretty good but still like bob Beacon. This you know, there's got to be a buyout here coming soon. I, I'd say, I'd assume if this is, he's he's dog shit again and not consistent. Like that's that's no one's gonna take on that contract. No one's gonna trade for him. <laughs> no way, dude. Yeah, I mean the other thing is like he retires and they do that like that LTIR. That's the only other option. Work the system. Yep, that's definitely gonna be fixed in the next year or two. I bet after what's happened with Florida or Tampa and St. Louis. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. But speaking of Tampa Bay, let's transition over to the West side of things. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. The Chicago Blackhawks suck this season. Yeah, that um, that opening game wasn't very good for them. <laughs> Was it 5 nothing? It was 5-1, but the goal that Chicago scored, it was a muffin, dude. It, like, 
went underneath Vazzy and then it hit his stick and then redirected into the net. But good news is, is that Malcolm Subban has a save of the year candidate already. That's yeah, that was actually kind of sick. I mean, he got sniped pretty hard for the, other, <laughs> for the five goals, Shut the but, fuck up. but yeah, I mean, that save was ridiculous. I didn't expect that from him, but I mean, I feel bad for the Hawks, but they're looking like the Hawks are like 2005, 2006. Um, right before Taze and Kane got there, they had issues. They uh, they weren't selling out. They were having like minimal fans. I mean, they have pieces. Like they have the young players. They still have Kane. I I, I don't I don't want to say this, but I I do I don't think Taze is gonna come back this season. I don't think he is either. And like I really hope he it, this isn't retirement, but they are in a very very bad spot. They have so much money being paid to guys like Keith, Seabrook, Kane, Taze. They don't. They really fucked up with Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard as their goalies last year. And now look what they have. It sucks. I feel bad for the Hawks. After I mean, they got spoiled with their three cups, but still, like the here's the bill. Let's get hashtag Fire Stan Bowman trending on Twitter. And I'm they rude. just gave they just gave Jeremy Carlton an extension too. <laughs> But it's not his fault. It's it's not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Stan Bowman hasn't made the best decisions. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of made a shit sandwich. Now he's got to eat it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like people. Pe- I see people saying this all the time. Like, just chalk it up as a rebuild. This is what happens when you rebuild. No, this is not what happens when you rebuild. This is a disaster. This is this is a I'm going to fire sale the entire team. I'm going to promote myself, save my ass. Yeah, I I still think I mean, I know you didn't like it start, but I mean, I still think Doc was the right pick. Yeah, now now that I look at it, Doc was was the right pick. Doc, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> One of the best texts. I'm I'm uh, a lot happier with it now. And I think his wrist looks okay, guys. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, he yeah, could have played. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he could easily played. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the poor Hawks. Man, I think the uh, this. I did see a prop bet that who would have more points this season as a whole, the Hawks or the Red Wings. I still think the Hawks are still a lot better than the Red Wings. Oh, for sure. So. Um, so I transition out wet, even more out west to uh, my boys at Edmonton. I'll let first you take ga- it from here. First game, Connor doesn't get on the board, and everyone on Oilers Twitter is freaked out. Why did McDavid have a point? He shut the fuck up. He had a hat trick in the second game and had four points. He also told he had the puck, told Caleb Jones to get off the ice, and then went and scored a goal. So he he can do whatever the fuck he wants basically on the ice. I still think I have him. Uh, it, 100 points doesn't seem crazy for him this season. It it really doesn't. It's super doable. Um, I, the big boys, the big boys uh, from Edmonton. I mean, you you know you're gonna, what you're going to get between Drysaitel, McDavid, RNH, and Yamamoto. I think they'll all be right around point per game players. Um, don't I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Drysaitel's leading the league right now in points. So, so I said this off air but I'm going to tell everybody who's listening like half of my fantasy team is Edmonton Oilers players. So I got McDavid second overall, and then I just started stacking the fucking line. So I have R and H I have pull Yarvey, 
Dominic Cahoon, and I just picked up Adam Larson. But I still hate the fucking Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers don't. This sucks. The Oilers do have a little bit of an issue. It's not even. No, it's a huge issue. What I say, a little bit of an issue. Huge fucking issue. Uh, They were waiting for Mike Smith to come back from uh, an injury. Now he's on LTIR, which is not good. So when you have Miko Koskinen as your number one and you let Anton Forsberg go on waivers, get claimed. So now the Oilers basically have an AHL goalie as their backup. That is not how, that's not a winning formula, especially in this shortened season with the division they're in. So I'm a little worried here as an Oilers fan. I mean, they're going to have to score a ton of goals to win. I still don't think, I mean, Tyson Berry's looked pretty good so far. I think he fits right in on that power play and he looks pretty happy the other night. I think he had two or three points in that, uh, the second game against Van, but yeah, not great. This isn't this isn't the greatest start right now. But we're getting James Neal back, or they're getting James Neal back and Haas, so some extra depth. Uh, I don't think Jujar Kara will be on Oiler for much longer. I can't fucking stand him, dude, 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 dude. I seen something on Twitter. It was like, this is definitely the end for uh, Jujar Kara. It was like a gif of someone coming who who did they play the last they played they, they played vancouver it was him just gliding and the person <laughs> scored i was like what is he doing yeah the comment was like yeah this is definitely the end for kyra <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but man what? dude uh oh my god uh this guy just rock just lights out kirill kaprizov rookie phenom he has the OT winner, and he has three points in his first game with the Minnesota Wilds. He is a favorite for the Calder. Um, man, three points, that OT winner. One thing I did notice, he doesn't he doesn't fear going to the middle of the ice. Did he, I know on uh, his first point where I, I believe Brodeen scored, is either Brodeen or Suter. He, uh, he cuts the middle. And one thing I noticed, dude, he gets really low and wide. Like he, his legs were fuck. That was weird, but he's got ridiculous balance. He cuts the middle, got smoked by Jeff Carter, took a hit. And then, uh, Brodeen ripped one for his first point, but, and he, he looks like the real deal. I mean, it was only one game, but this doesn't look like Nikita Gusev. Oh yeah. All the, all the hype. The hype yeah. Train. No, yeah, no, I think this guy's legit. Um, I still think you can't, it's like, you can't win rookie of the year being 25 years old. I was just about to say like, okay, Artemi Panarin. (laughs) I was just about to say, I'm reading up on him and he went in the fifth round in 2015. He went in McDavid's draft and now he's, now he's in the NHL. This is his first time. Yeah. I mean, he did, he didn't want to, I think there was a lot of issues. I mean, he didn't want to come over. He was making good money playing in the KHL. And then he finally said, fuck it, I'm coming. I mean, I don't think, I think he also knew the wild weren't very good. And I don't think that's I think that's kind of the reason why he didn't want to migrate over. And I think there are some, tra- there are some traveling issues, I think as well for him. Cause I think he was supposed to come over last year and he didn't, I think they had some issues with that, but he was able to come over this year. So, I mean, they, that's a, they, Things are trending upward for the Wild. Say what you want. Like they still have that kid Boldy coming. Uh, Greenway looked pretty good. They still have a sick. De- like their decor is still one of the best in the league. Between Brody and Suter, Spurgeon, Dumba, they're all legit. I think we said this a while back that like Minnesota has like a sneaky good decor. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And that can help a ton with a shitty goalie. Like they, I mean, Tam- Cam Talbot's not the Talbot. greatest, 
but he's not bad, but he looked pretty good in that game. I mean, it was four or three, but he still saved like 92% of the shots he faced. Yeah, man. So I have a trivia question for you and everybody who's listening. Name the last two players to score an overtime goal in their NHL debut. So besides Kaprizov, correct? Mm-hmm. There's only been three to do it. Kaprizov and these other two. Other two, huh? Let's see. Uh, not Yakupov. Nope. No. Nope. I'll give you three guesses. All right. So I've already, I've already used one, so I have two left. Uh, are they like any – are they recent or no? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get this one. <laughs> 1991 season, Tim Sweeney with the Calgary Flames. Who? <laughs> and then 1942, Nick Knott with the Brooklyn Americans. <laughs> Go. Yeah. I don't even think Pierre Maguire could have got that. Oh, he was in a uh, full cringe mode uh, in that Flyers game. He uh, totally forgot that uh, Sean Couture won the Selkie. That was really cool. And Kenny Albert's like, um, he did just, he was like, oh, you know, Sean Couture, a finalist for the Selkie. Um, Kenny Albert's like, he did win it. And he was like, oh, he did win it. Oh, yeah. And then it was like awkwardly <laughs> laughing. And I was like, yep, Pierre's in full cringe mode. <laughs> of course. But yeah. Our, um. Oh, we just got some breaking news uh, for Flyers fans. I'm sorry. You're going to be without Sean Couturier for about two weeks with a rib injury. He got hit by Jared McCann last night. McCann will be uh, having a hearing with player safety, but it was just an awkward hit. And say what you want to know Couturier for two weeks. That's a big blow to the Flyers. He's a huge piece to their organization. Well, now I'm punching myself in the face because Sean Couturier is my Selkie pick this year. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I love Bergeron. I think O'Reilly and him are the two, in my opinion, the two favorites to win it this year. Not Philip Deneau. Not Philip Deneau. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ryan O'Reilly and his St. Louis Blues, uh, new captain of the Blues, not a big deal. Uh, they beat Colorado in the first game. Uh, was very shocked. Uh, the Avs really didn't look like they came to play. Um, the the Blues had contributions throughout the lineup. Uh, Sammy Blade did uh, have a dirty hit on Devontae's and now is uh, sitting for another game. Uh, he had two-game suspension, so now he sat last night where they got shit-pumped 8 nothing by the Colorado Avalanche. That was a <laughs> ass-whooping. Dude, there was just one point where um, Makar was just kind of coming up. He was coming out of the zone, and he just dropped it off for McKinnon. Oh, it's the one he just yeah, yeah. Just split split the D. Yeah, he, he has the he has the best shot off the rush in my opinion. His shot when he's at top speed is deadly. Dude, literally, that go, that so that sequence last night literally reminded me of the 2014 playoffs. Oh yeah, he, when he yep when he on broke the wild fuck, yeah yeah he he did like the little inside outside and then ripped it top left from the right side. Yeah, literally, yeah. I was like. Oh my God. Like he's so good. Um, that he looked really good. Ranted and looked top, top tier. Uh, McCarr had a sick play where he walked off the left-hand wall and was coming down to attack with the middle area and then just dumped the pass off to the side and caught everyone napping for ranting to hit an open net. Um, Gabriel Landeskog got his 200th goal last night. Sick feed from uh ranted a little like fake from behind the net and caught Biddington napping. It was sick. 
You know who looked decent too? Brandon Saad. Don't be. He looked he looked decent and he had a nice little rush. So he was coming through the neutral zone and he kind of did a McKinnon. He he went left. Once the D turned his skates over, he went right and just busted right up through the middle on a little breakaway chance. Yeah. Uh I honestly this could be a good piece. You know what was a good trade for them last year that I always go back to? Remember when they acquired Nemesnikov? Yeah. That was honestly like he he didn't have the greatest impact in the bubble, but after that trade, he was really fucking good for the time before the COVID shut the league down. Um, I do like this move. Uh, I mean, I like that they got him. I think he'd be a, he's a good fit with uh, Kadri on the second line with the big boys as the first line. And I still, I think we both said it, Colorado, uh, Colorado is my second to win the cup. I still think Philly could get it done, but I think Colorado is the favorite and per Vegas it is. I have Tampa Bay repeating this year. Oh, you do? Okay. I Never just mind. I just can't see how I just well, I can't discount them. If what if they don't get Kucherov back? I think they're still good enough. Okay. Hot take hot take Livy over here. That's not a hot take though. That's not that's not one of my classic like sizzling steamer hot takes. Like that's legit. Like, like when you pissed off when uh Winnipeg Jets uh, Reddit with Cole Perfetti. Yes, and his, that, and his Rick Nash Hall of Famer. I got a lot of shit for that one, too. Yeah, so the Jets, um, so far, the Jets have looked pretty good. Uh, they had their OT win. Uh, Patrick Line actually looks engaged so far. He uh, Absolute snipe on Markstrom. Did you see that on the breakaway? <laughs> I felt bad. He took his soul with that. Yeah, that was a nice shot. Uh, Kyle Connor looks looks just as good. Mark Shifley coming back from an injury, super underrated player in my opinion. Him and, in my opinion, him and McKinnon are the two best contracts in NHL. Oh, for sure. That's that's easy. Uh, yeah, Mark Shifley, happy to see him back. That was a nasty injury he suffered in the bubble. I thought it was going to be worse. Um, love seeing Line a stick up for Connor in that fight. Uh, Nick Nick Ehlers looks good. Um, the defenseman um, Neil Pionk has looked pretty good on the back end. Uh, uh, Paul Stasny seems like he's a good fit in Winnipeg for the second his second stint there. They they could do some damage. I know they. they yeah. I feel like they could finish like third in that division or second. They just they need another defenseman. Yeah, they're that's... So, they're so loaded up front, and their bottom six offense isn't that bad either. Yeah, I think I think the defense is what what kills them, and then you obviously have Vesna goaltending with Connor Hellebuck, which he could easily repeat again. Oh, for sure. But ha- I was happy to see Calgary lose. Fuck Calgary. They suck my dick. <laughs> Fucking I like their jerseys this year, though. The the black ones? Uh, the away ones. The away uh, ones. It's, yeah. it's, it's the light orange, like, flame this year. Yeah, but we do have some bad news right now. On, it's not anything serious yet. The Jets canceled practice today due to a possible COVID exposure. Hopefully, team's healthy. No one internally within the medical staff coaching any anyone has suffered uh, is tested positive but um not not a great not a great thing today when i uh, read that this morning but the jets like you said i think they they could do some damage in this this division so all in all uh we got a big game on tap tonight uh lib we got oilers uh canadians uh at seven o'clock est actually being broadcasted on the nhl network i'm very excited about it uh what's your what's your take 
Uh, I think I think McDavid's firing off on all cylinders. I'm going to take the Oilers in this one. I'm going to go Oilers 5-3. McDavid, uh, three, three points. Yeah, it's going to either be like a 4-2 or like 5-3 kind of game. Um, any uh, any more hot takes from Eric Libby about the league going forward? No, not right now. Um, I got a hot take for you. Oh, yeah? Let's, yeah. let's hear it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, my hot take is that uh, could Dave Tippett win Coach of the Year? That's not out of the question. I actually ha- I have him down as my Jack Adams winner this year. No, no, no. I, I, sorry, no, I had no, Bednar. You have, you have Bednar, and so do I. But I, I was thinking about it. I think I think he's going to win it this year. I got a feeling. It, it 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 depends. It depends on how good the back end for the Oilers and Koskinen plays. But I ha- I actually had Tippett down as my Jack Adams winner, but then I changed it to Bednar because I just think Colorado's a better team overall. Yeah, uh, I could see that. But I think the other thing too is in play, like everyone knows how good they are. Like when you're when you're odds favorite to win the the cup, like I think that kind of is in play for the Jack Adams. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, we got our guys we have our shirts we'll be doing some deliveries tomorrow for you guys Um, we'll be updating our socials tomorrow to let you know how much we have left in quantity we still have a fair amount of t-shirts i think i'm almost around 40 to 40 to 45 left so if you want one let us know and uh we'll get it to you yeah guys um thanks for listening thanks for supporting us uh rate us review us it would really help us out so yeah thanks guys thanks for our sponsors who don't sponsor shit (laughs) all right bye guys See ya.